Hey everybody, welcome to the first ever mini-sode of Big Mood. Before we start, I want to tell you two really cool things. First of all, Big Mood now has over 2,000 streams across all streaming platforms. That's incredible. I feel so lucky and happy and excited to have people listening to these young people share their experiences and their lives. And I have a few more awesome guests this season, and I'm so excited to see those numbers keep growing. So I guess this is me kind of bragging for sure, but also thanking you for listening and for supporting this podcast. Second, kind of random, um, I'm going to be published in the New York Times. Yeah, like the New York Times. I sent them a little bit of my writing about Generation Z, surprise, surprise, because that's kind of my brand right now. And they emailed me back and said that they want to publish some of it. So Sunday, November 4th, look out for my name in the learning section of the New York Times. I actually had a student say, I saw that you're going to be in a newspaper. I was like, I'm not going to be in a newspaper. I'm going to be in the newspaper. So anyway, a lot of really exciting stuff going on right now. Hope you enjoy this mini soap. Thank you. This mini soap, I'm hanging out again with Eli. Hey. We're back at it and we're going to read a story from mythology. Why you ask? Well, when Eli and I talked about doing an episode, at first we kind of played with the idea of talking about mythology for the whole full episode. And then we decided, ah, there's probably more important things. So if you haven't listened to Eli's episode, you don't need to for this episode, but you need to just like morally. It's just like a good thing for you. Right, Eli? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about mythology because it's something that we're both kind of passionate about. I teach mythology and I had Eli in my mythology class. And that's why we're here today. Here's how this works. We both have a story in front of us. It's the story of Theseus. I'm going to read a couple of pages, and as we go, we're just going to point out our observations. It's a crazy story. I am super into true crime. If you know me at all, you know that. And this is kind of the closest that I've found in mythology. So I'm super excited to read it with you guys. If you don't know Theseus, he was a hero in Greek mythology, and he was most known for taking down the evil Minotaur, who was basically in a giant maze, a labyrinth, and every seven years, a king would have to send sacrifices. Now, we're not going to talk about the origin of the Minotaur because it is deeply, deeply disturbing. It is by far the worst day of mythology class all semester. I love it because it's super awkward for my students. They probably hate it. (laughs) If you're curious, give it a Google, but Google with caution. We're going to pick up with Theseus as he sets out to Athens. So he's going back to Athens, and that's where our story picks up. Are you ready, Eli? Yeah. Here we go. Theseus was determined to make the trip to Athens by land, even though the sea route was safer by far. This was because a series of notorious savage outlaws haunted the road that led across the isthmus of Corinth between Trozen and Athens. Travelers who took that route seldom lived to tell the tale. But to Theseus, such challenges were merely ways to prove himself a true hero. So in spite of the pleas of both his mother and grandfather, the boy took a sword and sandals and set off down the dangerous road. I love how he's just like, oh, I got this. No worries. Yeah, he's literally like, I could go by sea and definitely survive, or I could go by land and probably die. Yeah. (laughs) Classic Greek hero. 
So it wasn't long until Theseus came to Epidaurus, where he met a large crippled man named Periphetes. His nickname was Club Man because of the giant iron club he used as a cane. I love how literal and straightforward that is. Yeah. Whenever anyone passed by on the road, Periphetes would shuffle out of his home to greet his guest, then beat them to death. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Every time I laugh in mythology, I have to apologize <clears throat> to my students because it's not funny. Like, what's, what's even funnier to me is, uh, like, it said a few sentences ago, he used it as a cane. So, yeah. like, I imagine, like, this old man just carrying around this huge bludgeon and just, you're like, oh, it's just a nice old guy and just, like, beats you over the head with it. <laughs> like, Yeah, literally beats you over the head. <laughs> this villain was strong but slow, whereas Theseus was smart and fast. He barely dodged the first blow, but quickly came up behind the old man and grabbed the club from his hands. He then pounded Periphetes to a pulp with his own weapon. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I love about Theseus is his life is pretty mild, and then all of a sudden he murders this old man, and then it's just a downward spiral. Not far down the road was another outlaw named Sinus. He was called the Pine Bender, and I think this might be my favorite guy. This scoundrel seized unwary visitors and tied their legs to a supple pine tree bent to the ground. He would then take their arms and tie these to another tree bent down from the opposite direction. When all was ready, he would cut the cord holding the trees together and gleefully tear his victims apart. Theseus quickly realized what his plan was and took hold of the outlaw before he could be captured himself. Then, with Sinus begging and pleading for his life, Theseus tied him between two pine trees in the same manner as all those he had murdered and cut the cord. Yeah, that's just, that's crazy. <laughs> I always do this nasty sound effect because obviously everyone's like, oh, that's gross. But then I, I'd always go like, and say like, that's the sound of his spine ripping out of his waist. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's like pulling the insides out of a pumpkin, like the nasty <laughs> oh, <no>. sound. <laughs> Yeah, and Theseus is just like, yeah, whatever. Like, he was going to do it to me, so I'm going to do it yeah. to him. All right, Theseus. Peregrine, the beautiful daughter of Sinus, the Pinebender, watched all this in horror from her hiding place in some nearby asparagus bushes. The craziest thing about this story to me is that I just now learned that asparagus grows in bushes? Question mark? I never knew that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Theseus saw her and promised she would not be harmed if she surrendered. The girl was so grateful, she emerged from the bushes and wrapped her arms around the handsome hero. He had never been with a woman before, but he learned quickly, leaving her pregnant as he went on his way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oof. <laughs> oof. Big oof. Yeah. The worst part is that it, it then says, generations later, the descendants of Peregrine were still worshipping asparagus. And that's when I always ask in class, who here eats asparagus? And everyone's like, uh, I do. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day I should bring in asparagus for a, a snack. But Just do it, do it before they read the story and then yeah. read the story. <laughs> <laughs> Theseus crossed the narrow isthmus of Corinth and continued on his journey to Athens, detouring along the coast. Oh, I'm going to skip this part. This part is so boring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just Nothing happened. Like... Yeah, it's like not as good as the others. Um, oh, this, this guy's good, though. Near the town of Megara, Theseus next came across the outlaw, Siren, who lived on a cliff above the sea. It was his peculiar habit to capture travelers and force them to wash his feet. What? <laughs> you should see our faces right now. 
In the middle of this humiliating task, he would kick them over the edge of the cliff into the sea where a giant turtle was waiting to eat them. Theseus let himself be taken by Siren, then pretended to bend down and wash his feet, but instead he grabbed the outlaw by his legs and threw him over the cliff to be devoured by the turtle. I really like to, like, I'm pretty good at telling these stories, but I almost have to have my students read along or else they don't believe me. Like, they're like, you're making all this up. A turtle? And I'm like, look, guys. Yeah. I would, I would have already been dead if this would have happened and I would have been there because I would have been like, I'm not touching your feet. Go ahead. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. jump. Like, yeah. I will jump. Yeah. <laughs> I will do many things, but I will not watch this guy's feet. Yeah. <laughs> Theseus had almost reached his destination when darkness fell. He was at the edge of Irenaeus and met a kindly man named Procrustus, who offered him a room for the night, which, like, sounds nice, but after all the other adventures, beware. This villager frequently took visitors into his home, but he had a very exacting nature. After feeding his guests a good meal, he would lead them to a comfortable bed, at which point all my classes are like, ooh, and I'm like, no, 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 just keep reading. But before they knew it, they were tightly bound on their backs while their host pulled out his saw and ropes. He was insistent that his guests fit the bed exactly. So those too tall were trimmed down to size, while those too short were stretched with cords. Theseus, however, turned the tables on Procrustus and fatally adjusted him to fit his own bed. Now I have a question. Mm-hmm. What would be worse, being too tall or too short? Oh, God. <laughs> As a tall person, it brings me great pain to think about my feet and hands being sawed down (laughs) by this man. So probably being too tall. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I would. Well, I don't know. I'd rather maybe I'd rather be short because if like you don't want to be like super short. But if you're if you're almost there, like you could deal with a little bit of like back problems or something (laughs) like, you know, just pop, you know, just pop some bones out where they shouldn't be. But if you're too tall, like you're going to be missing five inches of your like you know leg and that's 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 a lot like I'd rather be sore and like you know maybe maybe be alive instead of being like amputated and then dying like <laughs> welcome to big mood where we discuss the benefits of being stretched to death <laughs> I think that this guy and sinus the pine bender would be great friends to me this guy just exhibits like the most extreme form of like OCD like not he's not like make sure you don't crumple the sheets or like take your shoes off before you walk in he's literally like you will fit the size of this bed because i am literally crazy (laughs) (laughs) so theseus finally makes it to athens and this is the last part i'm going to read by the time theseus walked through the gates of athens everyone knew that the young hero who had cleared the road of outlaws was in the city but they didn't know who he was This became clear when the handsome young man passed beneath the unfinished temple of Apollo on the Acropolis. His appearance was foreign to the Athenians as he wore a long tunic reaching to his feet and had his hair neatly plaited. The workmen who were finishing the roof of the temple saw him below and mockingly called out asking why such a beautiful maiden was walking around by herself. Yikes. Big yikes. Saying nothing, Theseus unyoked a pair of oxen from a nearby cart and threw both of them onto the roof with his bare hands. No one in Athens ever teased him again. I feel like 
Theseus is just on such a high from like overcoming all of these villains, uh, knowing that he has like a future child on the way with some who he'll never see. <laughs> but I feel like he's just on such a high that like he doesn't even care that he's being mocked. He's just like, yeah, I'll take these oxen and I'll throw them up on your roof. Borderline psychopath, because like life's good. Then he kills a bunch of people and he's. Maybe not gonna stop if he just threw two oxes at some guys. Yeah, he his story goes. He always goes from like one to one hundred real fast. Yeah, like he's just like walking around, and then it's like boom, pulling your spine out of your body, or boom, like sawing you in half. Yeah, yikes. That's where we're going to stop today. Theseus' story is all over the internet if you want to read more. Or, I don't know, maybe we'll do another mini-sode and we'll finish out the story. Eli, thanks so much for coming on today. No problem. Thanks for having me. 